Welcome back to the EJ, episode 22 with Dr. Jason. Here, present. Myself. Present. And we have <laughs> Dr. Special Brandon. guest in the house. Joining been a us today. Been a little while since I It has been a while. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think based upon schedule, it sounds like you may be able to join us a little bit more. I will. Some big so. changes coming up. We'll keep you guys up to date on that. But yes. Yeah. I like that. So that's perfect. We're excited to have you on board. And uh, I got a topic today I want to talk about. You too. And, uh, well, this is a good topic, though. So, what are we going to, in its simplest form, we're going to talk about the art of taking a small step back to take a huge step forward. Some would call it uh, pruning a tree. Some would call it getting rid of, uh, you know, dead weight and things that are slowing you down. But I think that one of the, the most important things that an entrepreneur can, can, can do, the decision they can make for the long-term success of their business is make hard decisions as they're going through growth and, and different things yeah. because things change, right? And you have, to, you have to bite the bullet, make the hard decisions, make the moves that other people aren't willing to do to achieve what those other people will never achieve. So let's talk about that a little bit today and uh, kind of go through some different thoughts on what that could look like in your business and some things you may be dealing with right now that you know what, you know in your heart, you know in your gut, your entrepreneurial instinct is saying make that move and you're not doing it because you're scared because you know you want to be complacent and comfortable. And how do people uh, make that move? How do they get going on that? First is awareness. I mean, some people just ignore it to a point where it's swept under the rug. They don't even see it. They don't want to talk about it. They want to look at it. First thing is just awareness. Sometimes for me, it's been a, a mentor, yourself, Jason, uh, other friends of mine, other chiropractic colleagues that said, you know, hey, what's going on with that person on your team, on your staff? Um, what's up with this? Last time I talked to you, you said the same thing. Yep. So you're not even aware of it. You don't even know what's going on. So kind of bringing it back to awareness. So maybe that'll spark some interest for some of the listeners today on what, what, what is holding me back. Amen. Yeah, I think sometimes people just want <clears throat> to put some blinders on because it's mm -hmm. easier to just kind of keep trucking along and hope things get better. But really, you just have to bring it all to the surface to be able to figure out what it is and then be able yeah. to make a move. Well, so what it is varies widely based upon your business and based upon, you know, your individual experience. But I think one thing we'll talk about a little bit today is employees. Those are a big one that they make you feel comfortable because they come and they, you couldn't run your day without them. Right. Right. And, and people that are employees are essential to the success of your business. But there's times where they're slowing you down and you're making the wrong decision by keeping them out of comfort. So sometimes it's employees. Other times it's business relationships that you have. Sometimes it's a, you know, it's a partnership that you have that, that's gone a different direction or, or gone awry or whatever the case may be. And sometimes that can be really hard because there's legality side of that and contracts and all kinds of different stuff. So you avoid that whole process. Other times, honestly, it's the customer themselves. Sometimes there's a customer that you've bent over backwards for or clients that you have that require so much of your time, effort for very little gratitude and no uh, benefit and you're holding on to them just, you know, you're losing 10 other clients just because you're trying to make this one client happy. So I'm going to go over a couple things today that are some signs that you need to prune your tree and let's talk about these a little bit. So I would say one sign and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on each one of these. I would say I start, and this is personal, but also, you know, in, in books all over the place and whatnot, but when you start to notice that 90% of your time is spent on 10% of what you got, every day you're coming in dealing with the same two clients, the same two problems, 
you know, the same two people that are slowing you down at the point where it's affecting what you can do with the other people that are doing great things. I think I would say that's time to prune the tree. Your thoughts? Completely. Um, I, I look at that. Was I'm still in the patient world, many day to day, and there's there's a couple of patients that come to mind as you say that. And although I love them to death, mm -hmm. they do they suck your energy, drain your energy. Um, not in a bad way. They're just they're, they're just a bit of a challenge compared to others. But I feel it. My team feels it. Even other patients feel it sometimes when they leave after we've completed taking care of them and, and, and loving on them. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, my gosh, that was so much more work than just a, a person that, that wasn't like that. So I, I haven't kicked them out of my practice, but I, I'd be of lying if not. I didn't say we're, we're strategically scheduling those folks around times where I can maybe spend a little extra time. But right. I've also directed my team to really stick to our, our systems on how to best take care of them without exhausting ourselves in, in the process. So, Well, and, and don't misinterpret what we're saying here either. We're not saying that people you have that are a little tougher, you, you get rid of. That's not it. You're always going to have patients that are or, or clients that are right, super right. easy, others that take a little more work. If you're a realtor, some deals close, like boom, you made a ton of money, it was quick. Others take you forever and then five deals fall through to get one to happen. So you're always going to have difficult situations. So I don't want people to think, throw your hands up, quit. But when you start to know in your gut that it's affecting other relationships and you just don't see it going in a good place, I think it's time to do that, which is the next point I had is when you don't have time for the things that are going great. Right. And so when you can't treat the other patients or have conversations, when you're not training the employees and staff that love being there and are, and are making moves and helping you achieve your goals simply because you're trying to walk on eggshells around the one that comes in a bad mood, hasn't yeah. gotten results in a long time, you know, the, the mood of the office is dictated based upon the mood that he or she shows up with in the morning. Like, what do you do with those people when you know, like, this person's a virus and I've got to get them the hell out? What do you do then? Got to go. It's a simple answer, but right. what I know where you're going with this. What you're saying is how do you make that process? So one, awareness, like I said, it has to be something that you actually know is a problem and affecting what you just said. It's affecting my other good relationships. I can't even focus on the stuff that's so positive because we're looking at all the things that are negative. So when it says it's got to go, I think it's dependent on every situation of what it is. Is it a contract like you mentioned? Is it is it just a difficult conversation that you're avoiding? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if I necessarily have the answer to it, but it has to be something that you decide in your head. Like, that, that's it. That's it. We're going to make the shift. We're going to focus on what's actually growing our practice, our business, our life yep. versus this stuff that's just dragging me down. Yep. Yeah, I think also you have to bring awareness to that person or that situation as well and give it give it a good chance to be able to turn it around, what, sure. whatever the Agreed. case is. And so um, a lot of times people don't realize they're not doing it right if they don't know how to do it right. And so they don't... they. You know, you have to give them that chance, and this happens a lot of times with employee reviews or um, check-in points, or if tasks aren't getting completed, you know, daily, that should be brought to attention so that they understand why they're going to be get let go if that's the case, you know. And so after that would be the time that, you know, you said you were going to do this by this date, and it's still not done, or... I think it's a good point. I think that you take a look and reflect at yourself, both before you make the move and after you make the move. And I always try to ask myself, even when I know, like, you know what, I am so right in this scenario, I am so right, but I always want to ask myself, but what, what could I have possibly done better? And a lot of times it comes down to training. A lot of times you threw someone into the mix and then you were pissed that they weren't exactly what you needed, you know, five days into to their, their employment. 
And sometimes that's on you. So you have to determine before you go in and start just like making moves. Like, is it something you did wrong? And then to Chelsea's point, sit them down say, you know what? Take your share of the blame and then fix it and go forward. But other times it's not. Other times you know you did train properly. You've had the right conversations. You've sat them down to your point two, three times, you know, in a review or a, a write-up scenario or even just a goal-setting session, and they're just down. You know, you and the other three staff are pumped and talking about what you're going to do this summer and how many changes and how many clients and how many records you're going to break. And this person's bringing all the problems to the table of why that won't happen. And it just ruins the buzz of things. So one thing I do notice, and I know this is hard as hell, because sometimes you're like, I can't get rid of that person because they know how to do it. I'm telling you, you need to. You've got to make that move. Shit will work out. You'll figure out how to do it. And one thing I do know with certainty is if you ask these people three months down the road, every single person is like, thank God I did that. Oh my God, it's been amazing since we made that move. But they can't see that version of themselves when they're scared to death to make it. They're making decisions out of fear, which always will screw you in the entrepreneurial world. I've met many people, too, that they're just like the Mr. Nice Guy or Nice Gal. And they're thinking, like, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings on that. Right. And they're not even thinking about their own feelings or their own well-being, their own families in that decision-making process of cut the ties loose there and, and allow that to happen. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable conversation at times. But what it does then for those people once they did make that decision, like you said... They, they have never heard someone come back and be like, ah, oh, I guess I shouldn't have fired that person or I shouldn't right. have ended that relationship. Well, and a lot of times when someone's not performing well, they're not happy either. Like, yeah. they don't want to be there either. They don't know it because they like getting a paycheck. But a lot of times it's not where their heart is. It's not their passion. And so finding people who are on mission with you is going to be beneficial in more than one way. I had that same point. I was just about to say that exact same thing, and I think that's worth repeating, but if you're really not firing somebody because you feel bad for them, if they're miserable every day they come to work, the best thing you can do is force a change in their life sometimes. So there's times that somebody that wants to do something completely different. They want to be in teaching or child development or childcare or whatever, and they right now are busy running your business, whatever that is, you know, and they hate it, and but they're scared to make that move because they don't have the revenue to do so. When you force that change in their life, oftentimes that's how the conversation goes. And, and I would lead him with this: like, you don't want to be here. You don't want to do this. Like, it's not good for our business. It's not good for you right now. Let's see what we can do to make a move and, and make that change. And I think sometimes it goes a lot better than you're worried it's going to go. Sometimes mm-hmm. it ends up them thanking you. Yeah, for getting out, right? Yeah. So yeah. And, and then another another thing you'll see all the time is other clients saying, oh, my God, thank God so-and-so is gone. They were so crabby or so rude. And you're, yeah. you had no idea. You know, even sometimes people, the clients that had left come back and say, yeah, I just couldn't handle it anymore. They were so rude. And then you start to realize, like, holy shit, man, that person was costing me massive amounts of business and the ability to grow and achieve my goals. And that's the kind of... Uh, support and, and like um, confirmation you need to know that you made the right decision. Sometimes when I've, when I've talked to some of our, our doctors or some of the people that we work with, they, they understand what we just said. They're like, yeah, I agree. I know. She does seem not, this, this person we hired is not the right person for our team. Or they agree with it. But then they're so scared to bring on a new person because then they're thinking, gosh, I got to start completely over again and reteach and retrain. And, re- and they're more more so so scared of that that they don't want to make the change the other way right mm-hmm. so 
Dr. J, what would you say, how would you help that person through that fear? Because both, I understand both sides of it. This one's not working, but this one doesn't know anything. This new employee knows nothing. Right. What am I going to do? That sounds just as equally yeah, as bad kind as... kind of like who's better, the one who right. knows stuff but has right. bad energy. Or and in my mind, I'm going, man, bring the new person on. We'll train them. We'll teach them. We'll bring them up to speed. It's yeah. going to bring great energy and all that. But they're so scared the other way that they're not going to know anything. So what, what would you say if someone asked us... Ask us that type of question. Like whether to have someone that has knowledge or someone that has passion. Or like how to just should I stick with the old one who's just maybe not working out because she at least knows how to answer yeah. the phone or she knows our forms that we use. Yeah, she knows that's exactly what you should do if you want your practice and your business to suck. So that's <laughs> like that that's a horrible reason to keep on, right? And that's what so many people do is they maintain that relationship out of comfort and security. Comfort, right. And it's it's no different than like uh like a, a, a relationship with a man and a woman. Right? Or a man and a man and a woman and a woman. Like, if you hang on to somebody that you're not that into, but it's comfort. You, you want to have somebody. Like, it, you don't want to be out on the market again. Things like that. Like, that relationship is doomed for failure because it's, it's like it lives in, in re- mediocrity. Right? And, and mediocrity sucks. So, yeah, I think you bite the bullet. You find that passion is amazing. And when we have people that start that don't know what they're doing, and for whatever reason they get thrown into the mix... I'll tell them, don't try to say what's right because you don't know. Sometimes the answer is, I'm brand new. Here's my bright smile. I know we're grateful that you're here in front of us and we really appreciate you as clients. And I don't know that answer today, but you can bet that I'll, I'll know that answer for you next visit you come here. Something like that, people completely appreciate. Yeah, you know, real. So I, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, they want someone that treats them with respect, mm-hmm. not someone that knows exactly how to wrap up the day and, and you know adhere to all the policies and stuff. So... Uh, consumers, clients, bosses, employees, they all want to be treated with gratitude and respect. And someone that's miserable just can't do that because they're thinking about how much they hate being where they are. And you guys, it's got to stop. Like it, it, You'll never regret making those decisions. I've been a part of a, an office before that was, you know, we had multiple staff members up front and probably probably 10 people total on staff. And there was one person that was just so negative all the time, and but did a great job at certain things, and but it just brought the whole energy down. And I just remember how like like I felt like when we came in the day that she first wasn't there, I felt like the lights were brighter and the music was louder, and everybody was just like so like happy, and the energy was just so positive. Yeah. It's just crazy how like one person's just presence can really change you know the energy that was the next thing i had written down like these are very simple things but i'm reading your mind today so you are that's twice. <laughs> notebook. yeah or my notes in front of me um but it's just like it's not you don't enjoy it like all of a sudden you're like why do i dread going in on a monday i never used to do that or why do i dread our you know wednesdays and, and meetings and different things like that it's because you're dreading that conversation with that person. You're like seeing and projecting that they're going to be negative. They're going to shoot down ideas, different things like that. I'm not even saying you're completely right. It may be an equal thing, but you're not congruent in, in your vision and your mission for the business. So sometimes we're talking about negative employees, and that's a no-brainer. Sometimes it's a partnership that goes awry because two people grow different directions, Right, and, and not that one's right and one's wrong, although they both probably have their opinion on that. But sometimes it can just be like, it's time to split ways, man. We, we're going different places, and it's going to be better for both people and both, both you know, growth and, and, and both businesses to do it that way. So, um, but I think one thing you also start to notice is this: like, it's not fun anymore. Why do I dread this? Why do I dread this person calling me? 
Why do I dread when I see this certain name on an email or I know I have a consult or a conversation with somebody? That's a sign. Like it's not working. So you either got to have some hard discussion and figure out what you need to do better or you're going to have to make a move and figure out what's going to make both people happy and more profitable by making those moves. Another thing too is when you're moving forward in whatever direction, I think it's super important not to settle just because you need someone or you need the next thing, whatever that is. I think it's so important to you know be really picky and um, find the exact person you need, even if that means you and the other person are working a little harder for a few extra weeks. I think it's super important to not settle in any way uh, when you're adding to the team or looking for new partnerships or different things like that. When this occurred for me the very first time, I was like a year into practice and uh, noticed that an employee that we had had, just, it was what, what we're saying right now. It just didn't fit. The energy wasn't right. The lights were dimmer. The music was worse when they were there, right? It just didn't fit. I was so caught up in that I had made the decision to hire that person. It was my choice. I hired her. Damn it, she's the right person. We're going right. to bring her in. And I had this a little bit of pride or ego or whatever you want to call it of like, I can't fire her because then that would make me wrong, right? right. Like, I'm the one that hired her. Yep. And I got caught up a lot in that of like, geez, I can't do that. So I mm -hmm. kept her on way longer than I should have. And again, when we made the decision, all the stuff we just mentioned happened and it was so much better. But it, it took me getting over my, myself a little bit, my decision a little bit to be like, that's okay. Maybe I made the wrong decision or the wrong hire. And it was okay. I had to or at go. the time, it might have been, been the right. right. Yeah. 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 Then I was, like he said, people change and grow yeah. and their goals are different and their ideas change and that's okay too. Well, I, I, I think I didn't add to that that like some of the biggest mistakes I've ever made or seen in business were hiring out of necessity and yeah. not because I knew that person was yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And whether it was a server at a restaurant or a bartender or, you know, it was a doctor opening a practice or whatever the case may be, you know in your heart of hearts like this isn't the right person, but sometimes you're like, you know what though, it's we gotta make a move. Like we need somebody. And, and I understand sometimes there's some, some validity behind that statement. Sometimes you do need someone to come in and help you do things. But at the same time, it seems like a good thing short term. But man, long term, you're always like, God, why did I do that? And you usually look back and listen, which is my last thing, is your gut feeling. Mm -hmm. yeah. You just sometimes know when it's time to move on. No, nothing's even been like, there's no big blow up. There's no massive argument. You just, you have to trust your gut. As an entrepreneur, as you know this, anyone listening that's an entrepreneur knows this. Sometimes you have to trust your gut. Sometimes your gut is wrong and that's part of your growth process and, and that's what you're going to go through. But there's times when you just have to know like this just isn't it and I don't know why, but it's just not a fit. And often when you make the move, you find out why afterwards. God knows what was happening. There was stealing going on or some sort of internal sabotage or whatever the case may be. Or other times your growth just takes off rapidly once you make that move and you'll get that confirmation that your gut was right. But I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, listen to your gut. And I think the sooner you, you take action on your gut feelings, the more um, civil everything can be. You know, Then it's not like things are so far sabotaged, like you said, or those relationships can still exist and yep. just be a little bit different than they were. I've noticed my many times my gut's way more right than my head. Yep. Like you said, maybe it's wrong every now and then, but the more I've listened to that, it's like, yeah, I, I knew more, it. I knew it. More importantly, your heart. Sometimes right. your heart makes the wrong decision because of what we said before. You feel yep. bad for people. You feel bad for this, all that type of stuff. So mm -hmm. I think that listening to your gut, and by the way, listening to your gut isn't a good way to get out of paying uh, uh, unemployment. So 
You have to actually go through <laughs> the processes of doing it the right way. You can't say my gut said no, but I mean, you know, you need to move the right direction to get people out of your, out of your life, out of your business, out of a certain location, whatever the case may be. And, you know, make those hard moves. And, and people that make hard moves, uh, those are what other people aren't doing. And, and that's why people have made these extraordinary leaps and bounds in businesses because they've been able to do this stuff where other people make moves out of comfort and they're scared to death to do stuff. So uh, give me some stories, take-home points as we wrap up this pruning the tree. Should we let Dr. Brandon tell his story? Do we have a choice? Oh, God, I got a good one. <laughs> Dr. Brandon's got a good one. When, when I was a kid, my dad would mow our front yard, and there was this big weeping willow tree with all these branches hanging down, and every time he'd go through there, he'd get whapped in the face, and, and finally he got sick of it. He cut, like, half the top of the tree up, literally trimmed the whole top of the tree up. It looked like it was dead. And then I don't know what it was in his head, but he started doing it to all the other trees in our yard. By the time he was done, it was like World War II in our front yard. <laughs> and my mom was like, what the hell are you doing? And people, neighbors would drive by and see it. And my dad just had this little smirk on his face and didn't really respond. By, that was in the fall. By spring, you see the trees budding, growing, coming back. In summer, we had one of the most beautiful yards in the neighborhood. Yep. And he'd do this every year, and every year my mom would give him the same look of like, what did you do? Yep. You just killed off all of our, our natural beauty of our yard here. And it would grow back every year. So when you mentioned this was a topic we were thinking about talking about today, I, I went back to my dad trimming, pruning up the trees, literally, but when we're applying this to the business analogy, it's the same darn thing. Cut out the crap, let the new growth develop, and, and the beauty starts to follow. Yep, I mean, point well taken, an analogy perfect, because when you start making those making those moves, making those decisions, making those prune cuts, then you're going to start to reap the benefits. I'm so. scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. good. awesome episode, guys. Put this put this to work right away and watch watch your business explode. Of course, the best way to avoid these hard decisions is to make good decisions in hiring on the front end, and that it keeps you out of even making these. So we certainly will talk about that again, and we have in the past. But once you've made that decision, or once people have grown apart for whatever reason, make the damn move and watch your business explode. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. Peace out.